You are now listening to Ridge Talks, the podcast created by students for students. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Ridge Talks. I'm Caitlin, and today I'm joined with Tram Nguyen. And I'm Gavin Cohen. And today's theme is horror. So Gavin is actually going to tell us a little bit about the main topic of this episode. I made this story after I had like two like very fever dreams, and that's kind of what I based this story on. Obviously, I haven't finished it yet, but it's based on this dream that I'm telling. Mm-hmm. So for a horror episode, just get talking a little bit about this horror story that is in development. Right, so I had um, a few like dreams that just connected to each other um, over the course of like my entire summer break. And essentially, there's like this massive mansion in like, I think it was like Florida, like Sarasota, Florida, because it's by the Gulf. And essentially like a bunch of workers died there so like it's just it's not haunted but there's like entities that made them die so like me but i'm not me i'm just the protagonist of this story that i created in my mind me and my friend one day were just like hey let's go to this mansion and so instead of like taking like a plane there we like drove all the way down to florida and then but, like, it gets weirder when you go underground because, like, this mansion connects to an underground mine shaft. And maybe this was, it was a very fever dreamish, like, um, dream that I had. And, like, did you get, like, the whole story in one dream? Or, like, would it pick up, like, where you left off when you fell asleep again? Or would you just, like, get bits and pieces you had to, like, put together? Yeah. So, essentially, it was like that. Like, I had the first dream where it told, like, the story, but, like, it it cut to certain bits and pieces. And then later, I had a similar story, but it was, like, escaping the mansion. But, like, we were on a boat going to a lighthouse. But I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. So, there's a town that connects to the underground portion of the mansion. Because, like, this place is huge. And it's weird because it's, like, a mine shaft that has railroads that um, go all the way down. And then, like, back to the town. And so as me and my friends are walking there, um, unfortunately, one of us dies. Because a train comes out of nowhere and just, like, um, hits my friend. Like, essentially telling us us not to go. And um, so after that, we play around, um, around the mansion's underground portion. And this is where I do not remember, like I said, like, it's not, it's cut up in bits. I just see myself, like, crouched down in a corner, like, hiding from something that's not even there, essentially. Like oh, that's so creepy. If I was a friend that got murdered, I'd be so mad in the dream. I'd be like, man, come on. Somehow, like, I wasn't even discouraged to, like, we still had this set to, like, um keep going in the mansion despite one of us being gone. Like, it's just like a little tally list. All right, well, he's he's gone. Let's continue going. Wow. It's amazing that you still remember the dream that you have. I, I cannot remember any dream that I have. I I have very vivid dreams. It's because of a medication that I'm on. Oh. But, like, luckily they're not horror dreams. They're normally just don't make any sense. Like, but they're very vivid. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't even think of any examples because they don't make sense. Like, it'll just be like... I'll be at school, but it's not actually the school. And That's... I'll be with my friends, but it's not actually my friends. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> like, it's I so have, weird. I had similar dreams as well. It's like, it's so weird because I kept, the, the setting kept changing, right? Mm-hmm. So I would 
look north and see, say, my hometown in Vietnam. But then when I look back, I'm like in school. And then yeah. I look back again, I'm at home. But that change of setting doesn't appear strange to me. Mm-hmm. So, so. Right. Yeah. And this does, I, this does happen actually in this mansion. Like, because later on, we leave the mansion, but it's surrounded by thick woods, but we're at the very top of it, like above mm-hmm. ground. It's not dark and gloomy outside, but instead it's just like gray and foggy outside. And I honestly think that's worse than it being dark and gloomy outside. Um, and this is where it gets weird. Like this strong gust of wind, like with a bunch of leaves just rushes up in the air. And then another friend dies by falling off the cliff that it was like next to, even though it was fully wooded area. So like the setting completely changed. And after all of us, except minus that one friend, we drove back home. And for some reason, we had like a keep, like an urge to keep going back to the mansion. Like this, cause we already went there once. We needed to go back there again. Like it was hard to fight. It, it was weird. Mm-hmm. And then essentially after we were at home and everything, we ended up finally submitting to it and just driving back to the mansion but this time we were able to we didn't have to go through the underground segment anymore the gates were opened up and like a path was cleared out in the woods for us and this is where it gets foggy because um after we go back to the mansion it's now dark and gloomy outside but this time uh i forgot to mention but we actually brought our parents this time (laughs) for some reason (laughs) And it just cuts to this inside segment as we're hiding from something um, that's not even there again. So there's absolutely no, like, nothing physical that's hunting you. It seems to be only in your brain. Yes, like, the dream won't, like, reveal what the, like, villain is, really, or, like, the scary entity. It's just, like, you know something's there. Yeah, like, there, there is no entity. I feel like, if anything, the mansion is the entity itself. Mm-hmm. Like, because the rooms would change if you um, tried to leave. That's how a lot of people did die in it, because they would get lost. Like, just from the changing rooms and the settings. At one point, you'd open a door, and you'd be in a hotel hallway with all the rooms. And then you could just go inside one of the rooms and close that door, and then open the door back to the hallway, and it's not the hallway anymore. Mm-hmm. It could be to, like, a gym or something. But it, these, like, for example, a setting I could maybe base the story, like, I could put in the story, if it was, like, you open the door and it's into a school gym. But, like, it's not, like, lively like a school gym would look like. It's more gloomy. There's not a lot of people around. There's no people around. Mm. Besides you and your friends. Depending on how many are left. Is it, like, an abandoned school? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Have you gotten anything else from your dreams, or is like that? How much is that about where you got? Um. So this is still on the first dream, but okay. as we're traveling these changing rooms, um, this is the weird part. We go into this room that's actually a part of my grandma's house, like the living room. So we're obviously confused, and then like we got tied up somehow, like, and I don't know how. Like my second dream didn't explain it, but um. Somehow after that, we got free and we ran out of the mansion. 
and they had more stuff like getting tied up or like anything torturous that was inside the mansion, you'd have to go back in. But now that if we tried to leave, we would like we would be running, then all of a sudden we'd blink and we'd be back. Mm-hmm. Like we were just keep getting like teleported. Loop. Yeah. But only one person was able to get out, and that was my friend. Mm-hmm. He he was able to drive away because he actually endured all the tortures of the mansion. And to him, it was light outside. And also, I forgot to mention, but the setting changed again. Mm-hmm. Like, it was outside of my grandma's house, and down the road was, like, a small gas station where a lot of people were. So, this mansion tend to, like, change the setting around it. It's hard to explain because of how, like, fever dreamish it was, but... I, me, I kept trying to run away. Um, I didn't want to go back and endure anything else from that mansion. I even tried stuff like putting a mask on myself to like, hopefully that would confuse the mansion or whoever was doing this to me. Mm -hmm. So that's the end of the first dream, essentially. Watching my friends leave as I'm stuck in this infinite loop that I can't leave. Mm -hmm. Um, the second dream, um... Somehow all my friends are back. So it's like a, like it's an a alternate... Sequel. Yeah, it's a sequel, but it's an alternate story. Okay. Um, where we go, where we go, where we're in the mansion, and we open a door, but we're outside, because it's a dock, because it's actually... That cliffside is still there next mm-hmm. to the ocean, and there's a lighthouse all the way out in the fog. So we get in this boat that the mansion has... And it's like a fishing boat, um, like a standard industrial fishing boat. Um, we get in that and um, we we try to get it to work, but it catches on fire and then it starts moving. Oh. Yeah, I. it's a lot harder to explain this dream as much as it is to actually write it on paper, but like that's essentially what happens. That's really, so is that as like how many dreams you, did you only have two of them or was it just like re, did you have like the same dreams over and over again? They weren't like the same dreams. It was just um like two different stories, like gotcha. I said. Um, but after we sailed to the lighthouse, we some entities came up. I guess that was the mansion creating them who tried to stop us in a way. Mm-hmm. And we kind of knew that whatever we did to not fall in the water because. Despite it just being standard salt water, we just didn't want to do it. And as we got up to the lighthouse, it like the setting changed, where it was connected to a cliffside and then woods that we assume would lead to freedom. And that's what we tried to fight for. And that's essentially the ending of this dream. Mm-hmm. And then I don't really have anything else from there, and that's why I wanted to make it into a story to try and add on to it. That's really cool. I think it's really cool taking, like, inspiration from your own dreams to write a story. And are you going to, like, get your friends to help write it for with you, or are you more just doing it yourself? I'm more so doing it myself. I have, like, three. I'm working on the third chapter right now. It's just, um, I don't know how many chapters I'm going to do. Because mm-hmm. I had a lot of, a lot of ideas for the rooms inside the mansion that would constantly change. That's so cool. If you end up, like, finishing up chapters, we could totally post links to them, like, on the podcast instagram if you guys are interested and want to check them out that'd be awesome i know i'm like using wattpad for it 
Oh my gosh, oh, my Wattpad days. I used to read so much fan fiction. I, me too. I really I, I never read any of those. I only discovered Wattpad because I like literally looked up good like writing services and like mm-hmm. that was it. But like I tried to write on Wattpad and I in like middle school, mm-hmm. but it was definitely fan fiction I was trying to write. I tried to write fan fiction one time. This is so off topic from horror, but it's fine. <laughs> I tried to write one fan fiction. It was about the Carrie Diaries. Did you guys ever watch that show? I did not. It's a prequel to a different show, whose name I don't know if I can say on the podcast, but it's with Carrie Bradshaw, the one that takes place in New York City. Uh-huh. Anyways, it's a prequel to that show, and I was so obsessed with it in middle school that I wrote fan fiction about it, which is <laughs> really <laughs> humiliating to think about now. But anyways, okay, back to horror. <laughs> Got off topic. So, do you guys watch a lot of horror movies or horror shows? I don't watch a lot of horror movies, but I do enjoy them. Like mm-hmm. I, I usually. After watching them, I will be scared for days, and then I have to, like, I need time to heal and recover mm-hmm. from it before I yeah. start a new one. My, I'm really into, like, the horror that's, like, very subversive, like, not cheap thrills horror. Like, have you guys ever seen Hereditary? No, I don't think I have. Oh okay, so I'll just explain Hereditary. It's so interesting, and it's, like, basically, like, a cult backstory, but it's the one with that little girl who, um... I can't remember the actress's name, but she makes, like, the clicking noises, oh. and it's just so many unexpected twists and turns, and it's just, it's made by, um, A24, oh. I believe, and they're who make, like, Euphoria and a bunch of other stuff, so their production quality is just mm. insane, but there's just so many elements to it, and I really like, like, the psychological horror, like, that over, mm. like, jump scare mm. type stuff. Yeah. Um, I know probably one of my favorite movies this doesn't mean it's a good movie. It's actually pretty bad, but I really like The Ring. I don't know why I like it. I just think it's like the idea of it is really funny, especially like the scenery. As mm-hmm. to, Do you like, want to explain a little bit to anyone who hasn't seen it? Okay, so The Ring, essentially, you watch this video, and after you watch the entire thing, you have seven days to live. A seven-day, uh, your TV or anything that's electronic will open up this ring portal. Mm-hmm. And the like, this grudge-looking girl like walks out with hair in her the face. The classic mm-hmm. like black-haired, like yeah. walking backwards. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I remember in the movie it was really funny to me just because seeing like the hair slowly peel off <laughs> <laughs> <show> her face. <laughs> oh. It scares everyone, and like the just seeing the faces on the bodies were really funny, as morbid as that sounds. I used I used to like like jump scare movies but then after seeing this one movie which i cannot remember the name of you guys i don't know it's on netflix but it's about like like where this this woman is like deaf and she can't hear and then the murderer came like oh i haven't i've heard of that one but i can't remember the name i cannot remember the so back with the name the name of the movie is hush and i recently just watched it with my cousin uh, on our vacation to the beach and so we we both we we all rent a uh, like a house where we just stay together it was just it was just us and then so it was just like the seven of us in this big oh it wasn't really a big house but it was it was still a big space and we all decided to watch um hush one day and this movie really got me thrilled because like you you've never seen it right Mm-mm, i haven't so it's it displays a realistic situation where this um, deaf woman like lives alone in the wood, and then all of a sudden the murderer one day ki- like 
was chasing her neighbor, and her neighbor came to her house to help, and she was knocking on the door, but because she was deaf, so she couldn't hear her, right? She was just focusing on her cooking and all that. And then the murderer, like, smashed her uh, neighbor's head right on the door, right in front of her, but because she was deaf, she doesn't notice anything. Um, she was just too distracted with her own things. And then the murderer, like, stands there, and then... She, Later on, she she realized that she is being watched by, you know, someone. And the murderer literally watched her for days. He stays around the house. He would walk around the house for days and days just watching her. And then, and then towards the end, of, it, it, on some situations where she tried to escape on her own, you know, despite being having disabilities. And there are some scenes where it's like very, very thrilling. Like it's... The guy was so close to killing her so many times mm-hmm. that your heart just sink every time. Like I watch while watching the movie, I was like, "She's gonna die. She's gonna die. It's time for it. Oh my god, she's not dying. <laughs> like you know." So yeah, uh, those kind of realistic movies where it's it can happen in real life mm-hmm. is my favorite because it makes me that, feel really feel. Yeah, that's actually like a debate I was gonna ask. If, do you guys prefer like supernatural horror or like real life horror? So obviously you prefer like the real life murderer type. Right. Horror. right. So like supernatural horror is like really interesting. Like I'll say that, but real life horror is actually kind of scary because these these situations can happen in real life de- mm-hmm. depending on what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Because like a quiet place, for example. I, <laughs> I guess so I I love a quiet place. Um, I remember everyone, including myself, laughed really hard in theaters when the old man screams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and <laughs> the main character and his kid are just like just shaking their head no. <laughs> but I guess you could con- uh, compare that to a real life situation. Not like it happened in real life, like aliens from space who can't see. But, like, they can hear really well. Mm. Even though it's supernatural, it's done so well to the point where it doesn't seem, like, so far off. Like, Mm. I'm trying to think of an example. Like, I watched this one horror movie. Like, it was Boogeyman. Like, it was from 2016, I believe. I'm like, it was so bad. I gotta be honest. It was just, like, they went for all the cheap, basic thrills that you would expect. And it was just, like, I like when when horror movies do something different. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But much, my, I'd say my favorite horror movie of all time, it's a classic, is The Shining. Mm, I think it's right. just, I think it's a masterpiece, personally. I have not seen that. You haven't seen it. I, like, am kind of on a mission right now to watch all of the classics. Me so, too. Oh, yeah. Me too. So I want to watch, like, The Shining. I watched The Shining. Uh, I watched The Conjuring. And what I think next I'm going to watch, so um, what's the name of the movie with Jason? What's it called? Um, uh, Nightmare on... Elm Street. Yeah, I got it. That's my next one. But The Shining, I just, the, I love the slow burn of it. And the, mm. I like psychological things where you slowly see Jack devolve into madness. Yeah. And like that final scene where he's like chasing her through is just so good. I, I love The Shining a lot. Like it, you just saying that made me want to rewatch it. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I, I think like my sister has the book to The Shining, which I think would be more interesting Mm-hmm. Like when she she read the entirety of it, which is a really massive book. I tried to read it. I could. I I couldn't finish it. And I I read read pretty big books. And that one it was just so so much happening. I was like, I'm confused. I give up. <laughs> right, but like 
she said it was so much more interesting than the book because like it it has a lot more stuff that they couldn't even include in the movies mm-hmm. oh my, but can we talk about in the it movies the more recent ones not the ones from the 80s yeah can we talk about bill skarsgård's performance as pennywise oh. i think he was fantastic yes, in that movie. yes i agree like i even just looking at pennywise like gives me the creeps and i'm not normally like that with like monsters or whatever Mm. but like just looking at him i'm like i'm freaked out right now i Mm. hate i hate this but the movies are so good Mm -hmm. honestly whenever i look underneath like you know just looking at a drain i just i couldn't just feel his eyes in there Mm -hmm. so scary but um i also like the original it just because tim curry's in it Mm. do you guys know who tim curry is I do not. I am terrible with actors. Yeah, you're good. He's but he's like a horror icon. He normally plays like antagonist. I know him mostly from Rocky Horror Picture Show, which isn't. It's kind of it's camp horror. It's like a musical, and it's like oh. it's not really horror. It's not scary, mm. but it's like it's called Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm. But oh my, I highly recommend that movie, even though it's not technically horror. It's probably my favorite movie. But Tim Curry is the main character, Dr. Frankenfurter, and he plays Pennywise in the 1980s mm. movies, and he does a very different approach than Bill Skarsgård does. Mm. I think he, he goes for more, like, real person-ish mm. with the clown, I feel like, mm. and Bill went with more of a, like, demonic entity, right. weird right. vibe because, for it. Because that's what, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, a demonic entity, um... That's why I really like it. I love the concept. Like, my sister summarized the book, and I thought it was really fascinating what they did with it. Stephen King, he he is a crazy man, though. His The way his mind works is insane. I think one of my favorite movies that, like, I don't know if you'd consider it a horror by, like, Stephen King, but it's the story where, like, this famous writer gets, like, lost in the snow, and this woman takes him in. Because he did break his legs. And she's a massive fan of him. But, like... That sounds familiar. And she obsesses over him, like, deep down. So when he starts recovering after a few months, um, she she's just like, Well, you know, like, you can continue your story here. It's okay if you don't feel safe yet. And, like, that's when she snaps and just gets the sledgehammer and breaks his legs again. And, like... <laughs> I don't know when it was, but it was, like, 90s, maybe, when the movie came Mm -hmm. out. But, like, that was very disturbing, seeing, like, the legs snap and everything. Oh, yeah. And you can feel just how, like, much in pain the the writer was. Mm -hmm. And she said, you're going to write this story and finish it to how I want it to be. Because she wasn't happy with the ending of the original story. <laughs> that I I love things like that where they take like real world kind of issues and like emotions. Like there are people like that that are. I mean, the story takes it to a far extent and pushes it. But there are people like that that get so mad mm. over TV shows and little things like that. Like, did you guys ever watch Game of Thrones? That reminds. No. Okay, okay, it's not really important. <laughs> but I remember when the last season came out. This isn't. Game of Thrones isn't the horror, but um, the last season came out, everyone was furious because they didn't like the ending. <laughs> oh, oh and they I remember made, like, that. Yeah, yeah, they made, yeah. like, a petition to redo the last season. Yeah, and that, I like, just reminded, that. like, people are, I could see some, like, Game of Thrones fans taking it to that extent and being like, nope, y'all are redoing I'm breaking your legs until you redo this whole season. <laughs> wow. That reminds me with um, my mom and my sister, they love, like, Harry Potter and, like, the books and movies, so... Uh, 
J.K. Rowling, is that her, the yeah, author's yeah. name? Yeah, they, they're always complaining and they're furious whenever she makes like a statement online about like <laughs> the characters. And I'm just thinking like, she's making those statements to get attention. For like, real. When she, I could not help but laugh at her tweet when she was like, Dumbledore is gay. <laughs> and I was like, he's obviously gay. And I'm like, ma'am, you ma- you're making this up after the fact. You did not say that anywhere in the books, but okay. Okay, uh, Rowling. <laughs> like, however you feel about her, that's like how you feel about her, right? But like, I don't really feel like we should be taking her this seriously when she's saying this for like profit incentive for like people to see it or like yeah she wants the media attention because then people mm-hmm. are talking about her and she's getting more money mm-hmm. yeah well speaking of horror have you guys ever experienced anything of your own before that's like any own like like, like real life real, horror thing uh-huh. I haven't had any experiences like with murderers or anything the only thing i really had is i went to a haunted jail in charleston oh um and i i still don't even know how much i believe in like entities and ghosts mm-hmm. i'm very much just like i'm not making a decision either way because i have no clue mm-hmm. but when i was in there there's this one ghost that's said to scratch to scratch people oh. and it's um and in the jail it's like a lot of bad people you know that are uh-huh. haunting there because right. it was murderers right. rapists etc mm-hmm. um well she is a murderer who like her and her husband mm. killed people together because they owned an inn and they would like kill their guests but anyway she said to scratch people and when i was in the room that's like she said to be the most prevalent i felt a sharp pain on my knee and I was like, I grabbed my friend Lily and I was like, I just felt a pain in my knee. But I was like, it's in my head. It's fine. It's in my head. And I wasn't even that freaked out. I was just like, you know, I was like just dismissing it. I was like, I think I'm just, you know, making stuff up. And then when we got in the car, because it was really dark and I couldn't see, I pulled out my flashlight and there was a mark on my knee. Like oh. two scratch marks. Oh my God. And you can, if you can ask Lily and Holly, they will corroborate the story. Oh my God. And like, but oh. I was like, maybe I accidentally scratched it while on something while I was in there. Like, I'm still in my brain, I'm like, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't a ghost. I don't want to think that I'm possessed, so. Uh, <laughs> so, I have a little story. Um, so, I grew up in Florida, and I, from what I remember, I had a TV in my room. And it wasn't, like, a big TV. It was small. And I remember going to sleep one day and being woke up, woken up from, like, the TV just turning on a static randomly. And... For some reason, me as a kid, I didn't think much of it. I just got out of bed and turned it off. <laughs> but like later, you're thinking back and you're like, wait a minute. That was, that was freaky. <laughs> what about you, Tram? Have you ever had any experiences? Um, not that I recall mm-hmm. of, but um, what, when, what I remember was when I was really young, when, when I was still back in Vietnam. So my grandma's house and my aunt's house are ne- right next to each other. But there is a big plot of land in between them right and there was a lot of land back then and we also have like a big backyard like a plain um just land in the back that it was i believe was shared among the neighbors like it's not really claimed by anyone it's mm-hmm. just there and people usually uh would dry their clothing out there okay. right so one day me and my cousin me and a bunch of my cousins, we, there's a lot of cousins because we live close to each, to each mm-hmm. other. And we were 
helping my other cousin going to the restroom <laughs> because the restroom is <laughs> it's like it's all the way in the back and it's not even connected to the house like, it's like an to, outhouse yeah thing. you have yeah. to exit the house in order to use the restroom so we were we were guiding her to the restroom and then all of a sudden one of us pointed out like who's that right just like in the dark like, it was really dark it was probably like midnight or something they point behind the house where the, the big part of land is where people hang the clothes and we saw a uh, a white shirt and a white pant like just like that in the middle of the dark like it glowed up right? that is so creepy yeah and white clothing uh signifies like like you know when people die or when people are put in bed or when people are sick they wear white mm-hmm. and white also goes along with funeral and all that so mm-hmm. it's really connects with all that horror stuff and so when we saw that like i'm not sure if i saw it i think i saw a glimpse of it mm-hmm. but i know for sure not everyone's not everyone's seen it a few of us did and after that we all just ran and mm-hmm. i instead of running to my my house i ran to my aunt's house and in order to go back to my house i have to cross that <laughs> i have like no i'm sleeping here sorry i about have it. to cross that land so Eventually, it was really late, and I needed to go home. So I just looked straight, closed my eyes, and just walk, walk right across. So yeah, so I thought that was my first encounter of, you know, um, horror things and all that. Um, so I was really scared. So when, whenever people ask me if I ever encountered anything like that, I would tell them that kind of story, right? Mm-hmm. But then, the funny thing is, after years and years of... Um, Believing that, I came, I came back to Vietnam to visit, right? And then my, my cousin ended up telling me the truth story is that it's actually her mom who hang up the clothes really <laughs> late at night. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I, I was believing, like, in things because of that. Yeah. And now you're telling <laughs> so me. Funny. Now you're telling me. <laughs> now you're telling me your mom hang up the clothing. But yeah, uh, so far I have never encountered anything like mm-hmm. that. When you were telling that story, I thought of one more example. This one isn't like, super horror it's more just like strange coincidence it's a little bit sad but anyways so last november my grandpa passed away Mm -hmm. and it was in um like very early morning like four o'clock three four o'clock he Mm -hmm. was um because he had a heart attack i believe is Mm -hmm. what they figured out it was but he's stubborn so he wouldn't go to the doctor until Mm -hmm. he then he passed out on the steps Mm -hmm. as going to the doctor and they Mm -hmm. had to call an ambulance but my mom is a very, very light sleeper. And we don't live near my grandparents. They live back down in Town Lake, like 20 minutes away. But my mom woke up hearing sirens. Like, she heard ambulance sirens and, like, woke up and was like, what's that? And literally asked my dad, do you hear that? And he was, like, half asleep and he was like, huh, no. And But she woke up hearing sirens and then was just, like, listened closely and couldn't hear it anymore. And then went back to sleep and then woke up the next morning to a call from my grandma telling us, that my grandpa had passed away and she had heard the sirens at the time that he was like getting in that like getting an ambulance called for him oh yeah wow. speaking of which do you have anything else to no say? that was it uh speaking of your grandpa my grandpa also passed away well it's it wasn't recently but it was like two years ago and his death was not expected at all like he was a very healthy man mm-hmm. um so he during like during his death he was actually on vacation to vietnam like visiting families and all that and nothing was wrong right it's just one day he uh, after 
coming back from a funeral of a friend. He was feeling very tired, and so they they drove him to a, a nearby hospital. And then that night, he called all of us and wanted to uh, wanted to talk to all of us. And but thinking, you know, it's nothing important. Some of us just didn't, you know, mm-hmm. um, even bother to pick up and all that. But then the next morning, he died. Like mm, I think it's you know, like oh. some like intuition, you know. Yeah, it just like tells you. Yeah, and like he was a really healthy healthy man. Like nothing was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Right. But the the scary thing is that during the period of like preparing for his funeral, my my he came back. He came. He entered many people's dream, asking oh, wow. for this and that. Right. Mm-hmm. We thought that it, my mom told me the story, and I thought it was just her, but apparently it was not. It was everyone that we know. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's very interesting. Um, one time, he, my mom was was in my room, well, in her room, actually, in her room, and the door was open, and I think it was really late at night, and she was like talking to my dad, who went back to Vietnam for my grandpa's funeral and all of a sudden the door just slammed and i was okay now i wasn't sure if that's because of the air pressure or <laughs> like a slam is very different than like a close you know it slammed and then the doorknob like twitches and everything and then um that night she she went to sleep and he he came in her dream and the funny thing is he was like i want lobster <laughs> Cause like, cause like, we have to do this um this offering like for the dead and everything mm-hmm. like that, and we would like put up food and everything. And, and he's he, like, he I do- want lobster. For yeah, my yeah, like I want lobster. <laughs> like, yeah. King knows what he wants. <laughs> yeah, he has his priorities. <laughs> but um, during that time, like I I I know that some people seen him, but I was like, cause. If I see him, then I will believe in such things. Like, yeah. You know? So in my head, I was like, you know, I love you and all, but please don't come see me. <laughs> please don't see me. I will. Please I will. Don't come see me. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's that's all my experiences. Other than that, I've never really encountered anything. So I have an interesting question. So in Vietnam, did you have like any traditional ghost stories that you guys would tell? Traditional ghost stories. Um. Oh, well, there's a lot of, like, myths and everything. So they say that, um, especially big trees uh, in Vietnam is off- is possessed, is what they said. Because back then, people, like, people bury people everywhere. Like, they bury people right next to someone's house, right next, like, underneath their toilet or whatever. Like, they just bury things everywhere. And so, um tree big trees and stuff like that is often possessed right so it's also considered bad luck if you have a big tree in front of your house oh because that's funny like in, in america if you have a big tree in front of your house like your property value goes up really but in, that, in vietnam it's like the opposite you know my my family even pluck our tree because of that <laughs> but um but yeah so like myths such as if you look into the mirror past midnight you will see a ghost with like long hair and all that mm-hmm. and um mirrors are such a common theme in horror mm-hmm. i agree right. yes mm. right now i can't think of any yeah. horror stories did anyone else have anything they wanted to share 
Um, I could, this was kind of unnerving, but in my dad's neighborhood, um, someone like a few years ago was, um, arrested for murder. Oh, whoa. <laughs> and like already that neighborhood, they're, the neighbors are not social with each other. Mm-hmm. Only the kids are like, they're social with each other. So that's, that's mainly the only thing I had to comment on. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, again, I'm Caitlin. This is Tramman. I'm Gavin. And have a great day. This week's FAF is give a genuine thank you to someone who serves you, whether that's at a grocery store or a restaurant or even at home. 